joining us. Episode 15 of the Dumb and Drummer Podcast. Uh, our guest today is Justin Neeby. How you doing, man? Hey, good. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Happy to have you on. Uh, let's kick kick it right off here. For those of the uh, listeners and viewers who don't know, who are you and why are you awesome? Well, I don't think I'm awesome. Of course, everyone's a legend in their own mind, I assume. Uh, but I, I, my passion for drums, it, you know, it grew and it grew and it became this thing where I was in search of the most ultimate snare drum. And I'm like, this thing's $5,000 or something like that. And I'm like, I can't, nobody can afford that. So I'm I want to just make my own and then provide that to drummers. And so that's what I did. And hopefully that makes me awesome one day in some people's eyes. But uh, I think I'll always have to work on that. <laughs> I think anybody who uh, watches your or, or, or keeps an eye on your social media pages would would know that you're awesome. Like your your products are. Thank you. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, I, I think I think what really did it for me was the uh, was the lugs. I think that's what really sets you apart is the um, all the different lugs, like the hexagonal, like the shapes and stuff like that, and, and kind of how they yeah. offset the the patina of the different snare. And, and also, um, there's just so many people that like the snare is like everything. You know, there's some drummers that are like, oh, it's my kick pedal or whatever. But like for most of us, it's like if the snare isn't like exactly like I don't love it. It just messes up the whole experience. So I, so I love the approach. What what was the what 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 was the moment that you're like, yeah, I think I'm gonna make this like a real thing. Like I'm gonna make this a a, a legit business and move forward with it. A couple of my buddies, I think, they just kind of pushed me. They said, I, I guess I started making a shell around 2018 by hand, and uh, my buddies were like, that's awesome. You should make a company just out of the blue. And I thought of it, you know, before, but it never really really came to mind until a couple of my drummer buddies said hey you know let's do this these things are awesome are going to be awesome and so that's uh that kind of rolled out that's cool that's cool so did your did, were your buddies your first customers <laughs> i wish right uh they should have been I, I would give them snares you know i mean that's how much i love them but uh at the time you know it was just focusing on getting a product put together and and something that you know, somebody would like to play, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, as far as the, uh, inspiration, like, do you, do you follow a lot of other like snare drum makers or, or, or drum creators for inspiration for your projects? Most definitely. And it's been a rabbit hole of awesomeness. I would like to say as, as soon as I started my company in 2018, I, I started an Instagram account. And since then, I've grown, I guess, organically through Instagram. And, you know, it was like, okay, this drum maker's making this, this company's doing this, and like this company, this, and there's so many drum companies now. And my, and I'm like, gosh, I feel so small, you know? And, and on top of that, I have a small, small niche of the market. I mean, it, mostly thicker metal snare drums. Not, mostly, most of the drummers are into wood. I don't, I don't do wood yet. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of drum companies out there now, and I'm finding more and more every day, which is even that that makes me feel better because the industry's a lot, you know, and it's growing. Yeah. Well, and especially like COVID, I feel like people are, are spending a lot more time looking at what they have so that there's like that psychological thing. Like, I think we need to like do that addition on the house and we need to renovate. And I'm sitting here staring at, 
you know, my, my, my work from home setup. And so I want to beef that up, you know, cause I'm just, I feel like it's inferior. And they go to their studio and they're like, well, shit, now I have all this time to play drums or, or they go in their, their drum room and they're like, no, I was, no, I, I want to make these dreams a reality. Um, th there's a question that's not on the list here. The, um, you have a drum kit that you made, right? I mean, you made all the drums. Yes, I did. I guess I'll turn the camera. Yeah, up. yeah. Let's, let's get a look at that beast. Oh my good lord! And that and that's that's all brass, right? I have the rack in the way here. I have like the third kit. Um, no, you're it fine. Is. I, I, I can get a good look. Yeah. Um, solid brass, mostly three mil. Um, I'm gonna. I'm planning on. I'm gonna try if the wife lets me to build a a, a mirror kit out of copper. Same oh kit. Oh my gosh. Out of copper and, and Bro. That. but uh but yeah i mean this is this is her i don't know what you call it um i love the porter and davies by the way they're not paying me for that plug thing kicks out <laughs> the throne uh yeah oh, nice. man, it's awesome. and then you know this is a, a 14 by 8 a 6 mil uh, east fat boy it's a 12 one. yeah and that's about it man uh, so I'm working on a couple things I'm working on. This is a mirror polish 13 by six and a half stainless. Um, I have the cast bronze 14 by eight stainless lugs. I have a 14 by six and a half, uh, four and a half mil brass. And then, uh, this is a full built snare now. It's a uh, five and a quarter cast bronze hoops, brass uh, shell. Uh, yeah, never, everyone's seen the flame snare. Yeah. Or this one. And I have a high polished cast bronze with cast bronze hoops here I'm working on later. Wow. So I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I, oops. You there? Yep. Yep. A lot of stuff going on. I'm getting some orders. Um, so yeah, it's fun, man. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I bought the snare from you, uh, it was about a year ago, I think. Right. And, uh, my, my, my thing was, it was, it, it was very similar to what you said about like, oh, this snare is $5,000 or whatever. I was looking at the Tama Starphonic copper and everybody raves about those Starphonic snares and stuff. And, and the price tag on that, I think is 700 or, or 800 or something like that. And, and, and they're always out of stock, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, I really want to find, I, I think I had followed you on Instagram uh, because of our connection through like drum flip or something. I'm not really sure how we kind of cross paths, but these, these things happen, you know, you just cross paths with people on, on social media, but mm -hmm. I, it was really enlightening to have the conversation of like, okay, what exactly are you looking for? Because I, I feel like people are like, well, I want that. I want that crack. I want that. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like <laughs> you want high range, you want mid range, do you want warmth? Do you want uh, resonance? Do you want, you know, cause that could all be like, and I'm, I'm sure you know better than most how those little intricacies can, can, can affect the overall sound. Like the yes. type of hoops you use, or you're saying six mil, three mil. Before we had that conversation, I was like, I have no idea. So if you're, I'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit. I, this question's for later, but, um, for those people that are that are saying those things, how how would you suggest that they choose their snare with all those different options available? Yeah, you know, it's it's almost endless. I'm doing a titanium, a three mil titanium next, which is gonna be my first. 
um, it's 99% pure titanium. So that's going to be a fun one. Uh, but I, I, the biggest difference I think in, in shell choice is, uh, copper is a softer, warmer metal. Now, if you go over the three mil copper, it's going to be, which you have, uh, it's going to be tend to be drier, um, and not as resonant as if you were to get a six mil copper, because it's just a thicker, more dense shell. Mm. Uh, same material, but a lot more shell. And uh, same with brass and bronze and all the other metals. So the thicker you go, um, I wish I had a shell I could uh, I could knock for you. I mean, the stainless is stainless and it speaks for itself. But uh, Oh, if you knock on it, you can hear like the, it'll resonate more? Right, it, it rings. Mm. And even when I hold up a cast bronze shell, same same size depth and all that as a brass shell the brass shell will ring 10 times longer you know i did that for a customer yesterday i have a 14 by 8 it's a five mil cast bronze and i have a six mil brass but the way it's done i mean the cast the cast material has air voids i mean it, it that's its nature right um but when you come to you know the sheet metal i guess is what i use mostly for most of my snares, I, I roll and weld, weld my shells. And, and that's another thing in, in the drum world where I wish people would get over is like, well, it's rolled and it has a seam. I said, okay, well, you can't see or feel my seams. It's, it's TIG welded with, with the huge dynasty uh, 800 TIG welder. I mean, it's ridiculous. It uses its own material and melts the shell together with its own material, so essentially yeah. making it a seamless piece of material. Um, so, you know, that's that's another thing I like to tell drummers and, you know, get, get over the cast thing. I mean, it's great, but it's not you're going to get the same sound, if not better, out of a rolled and welded shell than a cast shell. That's my argument. So so let, let's walk that back a little bit, because this reminds me of the first conversation that we had when we were talking about what snare I was going to buy. And it was like uh, this jargon, a lot of the jargons over my head. So so explain the difference between cast and uh like tig welded uh rolled show whatever like the difference between those two things sure so I, I assume people when they say bell bronze they're meaning a, a sand cast shell or a centrifugal type cast shell where it is heated up melted and then poured into its uh its form right so it's not rolled and welded now when you roll and weld a piece of sheet metal and then melt it together with its own material isn't that essentially making it a, a cast form? Yeah, I mean, it's really no close, way. but I, I guess it, it almost sounds like people, you're saying people are like snobby about it. How yeah, they're like, like well, if it's not cast, then it's not, it's not going to sound like nearly right. as good. Right, that's the stigma in the, drum, in the drum industry. I feel that people need to get over that because, you know, put, put one of my snare drums between your legs and play it, you're going to, and then put a cast shell between your legs they're going to be different and yeah. I guarantee you're going to like mine better. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for sure. And then the, um, and then the millimeters, uh, the thickness, I know that that definitely impacts the price. And I know there's a lot of talk right now of materials. Uh, there's a shortage on like copper right now. I think I've heard like symbol companies and one of the local snare companies here, were talking about how they're going to maybe have to raise their prices because uh, I don't know if you're, are you, have you been impacted by that at all? Most definitely. I think, uh, you know, John at Duluth, I get my hoops from John and uh, he, his prices went up, you know, so basically a hundred dollars more a set, which, you know, that's, 
and I'm, I'm, I'm getting the same deal everyone gets, you know? Yeah. So it's not like I'm, I'm, you know, on top of anything, but you know, it's, it's reflective in the cost of metal. I mean, metal's going up and, and that's cool. Maybe, you know, because my snare drums then increase in value. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a, that's an awesome way of looking at it actually. Um, so, so back, back to the choosing the snare, um, if someone just came to you and was like, Hey, I love your stuff, but I, I don't know anything about like the, the engineering of the drum. Like I I kind of know what I want it to sound like, whatever. Um, how would that consultation go? Would you ask them about like who they want to sound like or other drums they like the sound of or the style of music they were playing or, or like what, what, what would be some good questions to ask? You, you hit them all right there. I would ask you know when you hit a snare what sound do you want to come out do you want a, a pingy sound do you want a pod do you want a more splashy do you want you what do you want a lower tone higher tone tuning what have you that's probably going to be my first question then i'm going to get into who's your who's your you know music who do you like as drummers you know start and then that'll give me a good sense of you know what do they want in front of them and then what influences them okay secondly so yeah Hopefully so that. Good. No, hopefully that covered it. I mean, there's yeah. there's so many things you could ask. I mean, when you start talking to drummers, it's. I talked to a guy yesterday, a really good guy, uh, for an hour and a half, and it was just fantastic. And it was about the whole cast world thing, and he was like, "Well, I'd rather just do cast." And I said, "You know, I'll 100 satisfaction. You'll like it. I'll buy it back from you. I'll make you a new one or whatever." And so Tight. you know, he liked that idea. So. Yeah, I guess the the one thing because. Um, with my with my setup, I have the free floater, and then I, I I had a bunch of shells and then just sold them. So I have the copper one, which is awesome for like drier, warmer stuff, and then I have a brass shell. I think it's a I think it's a three mil. I messaged you back and forth a little bit. Um, it's pretty what thin. What company? Um, is it? I got it from I got it from a guy in Arizona. Um, I don't even know honestly. Okay. No, no worries. Yeah. Um, it's super thin and it's great for like the metal stuff when I really want to open the drum up. But having those two options, I feel like that's all I need. Um, but I guess my only other question is if, if someone was choosing between a three mil and six mil, when would you recommend the thicker shell? I, I think when the, when somebody says they want more resonance, they want that okay. shell thing. I also offer very rare occasions to somebody say, Oh, I don't want my lugs to touch the shell. And I say, okay, well, I'm not going to put rubber between the lugs and the shell. Oh, like, well, the do yeah, it, yeah. A bushing of sorts, which deadens the shell. It, it reduces the resonance. And so, which most most of my application is direct metal on metal. Same goes for the the tension rod into the lug. Most companies are putting the little uh, dilly wops that, that move around freely, which yeah. move around when you play, right? My philosophy is straight into the lug. Everything's tight. One piece, one piece of metal, except yeah. for where the head touches the shell. And so, you know, where was I going with this? Um, you know, it's it's just the, it's just kind of how I argue. I offer the, the the bushings. I don't I don't do rubber. I was saying I do buffalo leather between the lugs and the shell. If somebody wants it, interesting. Yeah. And do you and just found that to be like a truer, like getting a truer sound from the drum or something? No, I just didn't want to put rubber or plastic I, I wanted it to, you know anf does does uh leather hopefully i didn't steal a patent from them or anything <laughs> uh, you know that kind of gave me the idea and i was like well i'll just 
it's not noticeable. They, they have noticeable leather, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, there's actually a, quite a few arguments about um, drum wraps too, which which I think is interesting. That because um, I have my kit wrapped and I took all the rubber um, bushings. Uh, I always called them gaskets or something, but they're probably not the right yeah, word. Yeah. But the but what goes in between the lug and the shell. And, uh, and, and it is funny because people will be like, well, you wrapped your drums, man. You just, you just fucked up the resonance forever. And it's like, are you serious right now? Like, <laughs> like first of all, I, I tune my drums very well. You know, uh, it's a point of pride. Uh, so my toms are very ringy. I mean, I've, I choose the right heads and I, I tune them in the right, you know, uh, pitches and the right ranges to get full resonance. And if you if you're telling me that wrapping it really makes that big of a difference, so I think it's it's along the same vein. Like, but I think right. to your point earlier, like when you sit down, you, you you want it to feel right too. And if you're like yeah. ah, this metal on metal's like irritating me or whatever, then you could just mitigate that by putting the leather on it or putting whatever. But yeah, it's just I guess it's just a personal preference. Right, and that and that's not even most of them aren't even worried about the sound how it changes the sound. They're worried about the lugs touching the shell for some reason so because they might like loosen not themselves or scratch or uh, scratch, i don't know, I don't know. enough to scratch I, that's another thing you know my lugs don't move there's a thing that people think that oh, if you do single-ended lugs they're gonna pull up right mm -hmm. you know they don't move uh, never and if they do you know make a new drum <laughs> which they never have so yeah yeah no no one's ever asked for you know, a new drum because their lugs had issues or something. Yeah. So, um, as far as, uh, I want to uh, circle back to, you, you said you were not doing wood yet, but would you start soon or, or, or are there plans to in integrate that? I think so. And what I would want to do then is probably come up with like a, my lugs, but like maybe a tube lug design. Okay. Because with wood, the lugs will move, right? I think if you put metal directly on a piece of wood that are single-ended lugs, it's gonna it's gonna pull up with just the nature of wood being softer. I haven't tried it yet, so um, you know that would be the first thing. The second thing would be is I, I would be really choosy about the type of wood and the construction of the shell. I would want it to be a seamless shell. I would want it to be carved out of a uh, trunk or you oh, know, wow. like there's a couple of drum companies out there. Hovland drum company. I think Lingam Lingnum drums does one. Um, so very few guys do it. And I've asked them like, Hey man, can I buy shells from you? Uh, so I haven't been yet motivated to make a tube lug uh, for that reason, even though the, the idea is cool for metal drums. So wood is, is, is kind of one of those things. Stave drums fall apart. Uh, ply drums or just ply drums and give me a good argument uh and you know another reason why is because wood's really temperamental you know once wood it does its thing it does its thing you can't manipulate it anymore with metal you can get in there reform it you know you, you nick a bearing edge i guess you could do that with wood too but be a lot harder. metal metal metal's just easier to to play with I think, and more fun i I just don't like wood snares anymore. I it just like I just there's not for me. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it took a little bit, you know. I had the the uh, African mahogany free floating shell, yeah. and um, played around with acrylic a little bit. And it just, I mean, w once you get like 
And I think I sent you a message when that happened. Once I was cycling through all the shells and then I put the copper back on, that's when you really know. You, re you really need to do side-by-side -side comparisons of stuff because it's so easy to be like, well, my drum is so great and it's perfect and I got the, you know, it's exactly the same sound. Well, why don't you bring it in to the shell? Like I brought my snare to Guitar Center one time and set it up right next to, it was a, yeah. it was a pork pie acrylic uh, 13 by seven, the, the pig light. Yep. And I put that right next to a um, Tama SLP uh, maple, the, the okay. G maple snare. Right. And it was like two hits and I was like, trade. I was it was like no brainer. So I mean, and that I, I feel like that's the same thing for the the copper and the brass. It was just like it's just, they're just so much better. Yeah, man. It, it plus you know when you play it on a kit, which is mostly wood, uh, it's it stands out more. It's that crack you want. It's in recording. The studio engineers, you know, they they want to get that through, and uh, it sure does pop through. Um, but then when you make a full kit out of brass, it's. I haven't like recorded with her or anything, but I think it sounds great. You know, in my yeah, videos. I actually have questions about that too because um, making all brass drums, like I know Danny Carey uses a bass drum that's made out of melted uh, cymbals. Right, this whole thing, thing weighs like 120 pounds or something like that. Yeah. Um, you, know, you have another kit that's wood, right, in the same studio. Right, I have two more kits. One okay. the being and then the rep reference kit. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so so my question is, can for the kick drum specifically, what qualities of the brass kick do you do you like or what, what qualities stand out of that kick drum compared to the Pepinga? Oh <laughs> I, you know, it's hard to say. I would I would just say they're both twenty by twenties. I made it off that kit because I like to sit lower. I like to have my toms, you know, right here. Flat, yeah. And, uh, and it just kind of, I use three-eighths inch thick brass uh, hoops. So the hoops are like 15 pounds each. So the drum is about 100 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, it, it kind of uh, resonates more. It's I had to put a, a pillow in it. Uh, I put a pillow in the Tama. Actually, in the Tama, it's, it's just one of those little kick things that they sell at the store. Okay. But I, I put a pillow in in this one, and I think I have the Rezo head free. There's nothing touching it. So I, I, I it's hard to explain unless you get it under the mic or you get in here and you hit the kick drums. Um, okay. Subtle. Subtle. Uh, yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to. I'm not good at explaining that at all. But uh, they sound killer. Like you know, when you get on it, it's just like oh. Yeah, I think maybe it's uh, different musical applications too. Like you, you don't want to go to like a R and B or like singer songwriter gig and have an all brass kit. I mean, unless you like right. tamed it down a little bit. But like in a live situation, oh my gosh, like having really yeah. open traditional, you know, crash cymbals, you know, that are all uh, shiny and and ringy and and powerful, yeah. and the same thing with the drums and stuff like that. Like definitely. But I just had those questions because I don't know if I'll ever even own any other brass drums so it's 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 interesting like if you say a brass snare oh yeah that's pretty common but but like brass kits are not common and i've actually never played on a metal kit either yeah i, I don't but i like warmth in my tom so i don't I, I have a different philosophy on that than the snares but but metal kits also intrigue me so it's kind of cool that you have those different colors you can you can play with and that's why i'm going to do the copper one next because it's warmer 
it's going to be the toms. I, I do fully rounded bearing edges, so that kind of warms it up to, a bit too. And, nice. Uh, I built this kit mainly to take the shows, you know, before the pandemic and all that stuff to take the shows. So when it sits there, people are like, God, look at that kit, you know, hey, it's Danny Carey's kit, which I guess it does resemble a little bit. But uh, I mean, there's not many others out there that look like that or this. So uh, hopefully I'm not, you know, offending any uh, trademarks. Good Lord. But uh, no, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a passion and you know hopefully the next kit's even better i think i might do full polish on the copper unless somebody you know tells me differently oh <laughs> as opposed to just the natural um the natural brown patina type thing you make it really shiny you mean i think i'm gonna do yeah polished shells with black and hardware that would look fucking sick man and and it, it's cool because you're actually talking about the copper is like the middle of the road on um, sound wise between metal it's not. It's not as gonna be. It's not gonna be as aggressive as brass, but it'll still have characteristics that you can't get in wood. But the, I think the so it's like it's like drinking wine, man. I mean, or 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 drinking whiskey or whatever. Like like if you don't care, you just drink it and you're like, I mean, okay, what is this? It tastes good or it tastes like shit or whatever. But you're like, if you think all bourbons are created equal, you're you're wrong. Like yeah. and you you can literally <laughs> go and sample so many and you're going to have a different experience with all of them that that's that's just like good drums you know and and you can't like like you, to your to your point before you can't describe oh here are the 10 things that i noticed about my brass kick that i don't notice about my big kick. Maybe, maybe you'll discover those things as the years go by because they're they're subtle but it, that's that's a really cool characteristic of you know what we do yeah and you know the head change too is everyone knows you change the head on a drum it's going to sound different so Oh yeah, D different heads, uh, different beaters, different sticks, yeah. um, all, all that stuff factors in for sure. You know, and it's like any other hobby. Uh, I think I already said that you can you can go to the extreme in mountain biking, and you can. I think I'm at the extreme level in in drumming and, and well, making drums. I hope you know, offering the most supreme product, given you know, giving it my all, hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed type thing. So, um, you know that's my passion and philosophy and I hope it grows. You know, let me know when you want your second standard. I was going to say buy five, get one free. Is that, is that a good, is that good marketing? I don't know. <laughs> buy, buy, buy five snares, get one free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. 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 But buy, buy nine, get the 10th one free. So, yeah. There you go. That, that works. That's perfect. <laughs> so as far as the, um, the whole collection what is your what is your uh biggest point of pride as far as like what, what what snare is your is your favorite that you've that you've created for somebody uh for somebody oh man i i i don't know um i've had a couple of polished uh, drums i've done i had uh i i like to argue that all my snares that i make are my favorite and which is why i offer the 100 percent satisfaction guarantee because if you don't like it, hey, I'll buy it back. I yeah, like you're it. like, I'll I like it. it. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I told my wife, I'm like, babe, I, I don't want to sell anything. I'm just going to make all, you know, make all my drums and then keep them. <laughs> She's like, you're crazy. <laughs> so, but, you know, I think um, the three mil Murder of Crows has been really popular. Uh, just sound wise, it, it just is. It's three mil brass. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the four and a half mil uh, brass is has been really popular too and a lot of guys gals drummers nowadays are going for the six mils and so it's uh it's changing it's it's 
always fluid. I'm doing titanium next, like I said. So yeah, that's that's exciting. I like what what characteristics are like what makes titanium unique. When I touched it, when I felt this sheet of metal, I wish we could go out to the garage. I think my son might be taking the nap, but uh, not in the garage. <laughs> if I leave, the, you know, the dog barks and whatnot. Garage so, slash baby room slash workshop. No, actually, the baby's room right here. Oh, but if gotcha. I leave, my door is really loud. Anyway, um, so titanium, it's kind of like aluminum mixed with stainless that feels like it's cast. And it's, it feels airy, it's lighter, but it's stronger, right? They say I love me some aluminum, alum, alum, aluminum. I almost said like I'm European, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It, it's it's too dry for me. But I, I I have really enjoyed like there was a time that I enjoyed like acrylites. I'm not really a fan of them anymore. They kind of sound weak well, it's a, to me. It's a thin metal, right? You're you're talking about a 1.2 millimeter shell, and you know with aluminum, there's thousands of types of aluminum out there or i don't know maybe there's hundreds but you know that in itself is just mind-boggling and when you talk about titanium i know there's at least grade two three four five uh, and i'm using grade two which is allegedly 99 pure titanium okay so i wanted to take the approach of more pure versus stronger harder which is the grade five uh, which is way more expensive by the way and has a lot more uh, content of aluminum and so you know, who, who wants to pay more money for more aluminum when you could just play aluminum, right? So yeah, that was cool to me, finding that the 99% pure titanium was cheaper. Uh, and for the for our application drums, yeah, we'll see how it sounds, yeah. And you said it was a, it's gonna be a six mil? Three mil. Three mil, and then you're gonna do a big boy, like eight by 14? He's, he wants a seven by 14, and then, okay. uh, I've got a bigger sheet, so I'm, I'm doing two more six and a half by 14s and a four by 14, unless you tell me you want one now, different size. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the sales pitch. Uh, I, I, I went to ANF. Uh, yeah, drum. I found that. So awesome. It Lucky. really was cool. And, 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 and Chris was so like nice about the whole process because I, I, I almost pulled the trigger on a six and a half by 14 brass. And then I ended up just buying this other brass shell. But it was like, it was like, I mean, it's expensive, but I mean, like, I don't really consider it like, it's not really, like, it's not like going off and buying something that just going to, you know, that doesn't matter or, or, you know, going and gambling money at the casino or something like that. Like, that's literally something I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And so, I mean, it's to, like the price is, it's arbitrary to me if I want it. But the, the one that stood out to me, right, there's two drums that stood out to me that I would probably get a drum from you later on down the road in these sizes was the uh there was a five by twelve brass rude boy that thing had enough power and volume you could take it to like a metal gig and it would be fine and wow. i mean it, it literally had so much sound coming out of the little little this little thin shell okay. and then they had um i don't know okay i don't know that um and the other one was a I think it was a five and a half by 15. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, it was cool to play a 15. I'd never played a 15 inch snare drum. I'd never even seen one made, one even available. But that was, you know, they do a lot of copper, brass, bronze. They work with Sabian and stuff. And, and it was just nice right. to, 
experiment with this. So, uh, and, and then they also do shallower bass drums. They do um, their 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 um, thickest bass drum. If you say thick, I don't know what's like long, um, but I, I don't know. Uh, is they're all fourteen inch? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're not like twenties. They're they're like cut off. I think they have some eighteens as well. But they had a twenty six. What's that? I mean, isn't that their sound? Like, isn't that the sound they're trying to? Yeah, like, it, it's the sound. It's like a, um, it's like a big, it's a big sound, but it's super gated. Like, like if you have a twenty-four right. by twenty kick drum, I mean, it's gonna be a lot of boomy, boomy. I'm thinking like concert yeah. band. You know, you got that big ass, you know, concert yeah. bass drum type of thing. Uh, but with the fourteen, you get, and the portability is awesome. It, it, it looks like a huge snare drum. <laughs> they just set up, you know, vertically. But yeah, th those th for those sizes. So it's just like there's so many possibilities, and I feel like there there's just people that they don't know, they don't even explore that. You know, they don't explore. Well, I can't right. play a five and a half, you know, depth because I play this style, and it's like that doesn't matter. If you you can make a five and a half uh, depth snare drum that's louder than any other snare drum I've ever played. Or that's more resonant than any other snare in the played. So that that's just the beauty of it. But yeah, I, I that's why I was curious about the titanium because I'm like, I don't. Who else makes titanium snares? I mean, does anybody do it right now? I think so. I mean, there's a couple guys doing Inconel, which I want to get into Inconel. Um, Inca? Inconel? Inconel is that a metal? Inconel is like one of the hardest metals. That, that it's really hot in machine shop. This machine shop industry. It's used highly used. Oh wow! It, You're gonna make a snare out of that? I think uh, Kooten Customs Drums. I'm giving a lot of plugs to these drum companies. I don't know. <laughs> you know it's all good because I mean, it's a it's a family. But uh, he's making an Econel snare. Um, but I haven't done Econel yet, and I, it's probably something I'm going to get into. But titanium's next, and uh, shoot, I've done naval. I have a naval bronze shell. Um, I've done. I have a silicon bronze shell. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm just waiting for the next guy to be like hey let's do this metal yeah or whatever you know so well i would like to see um you know you, you should put some videos on your instagram of you working in the shop because i honestly um because the shell i got you got from someone else and i know some of that is the the case you know you just you order it but but i would like to see the the process of you actually rolling the shells as well like for us you saying I, I you got my shell from what was your what you said? No, the the copper shell you you ordered right. from another person. But you did you roll that shell your, your, yourself? Yeah, that shell I did. Yeah, that's my. Uh, oh, that's your. Oh, okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So so you do roll all of them? Yeah, so I have to contract out the thicker stuff. I can't roll six mil stainless or brass. That's gotcha. the, I don't have twenty five thousand dollar slip roll machine. I mean, you really need, it's like 15 feet long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I, I contract out a lot of stuff, uh, but that doesn't make me less. I think of a drum company because one day I'll have, I hopefully I'll grow big enough to be able to buy those machines yeah. and pay less for my materials and stuff. And then offer that discount to my customers. Hopefully. So, um, but yeah, no. So I, I have somebody roll my thicker stuff and TIG weld because the TIG welder is $15,000. Oh my God. In order to be able to do that seamless approach, which is what I like, um, when you when you sand, hand sand that 
that well down, there's no well. You know, you don't see, you don't feel it, and that's the idea. Maybe yeah, when, I'm, when I look at my shell, I don't see, I don't see the seam. You can't see. Like, or I, feel I have it. to like really look where it is. Like it's very, but on the brass shell, it's very obvious. But I, I, I mean, it's just the difference. Really? I mean, I'm not like irritated about it or anything. But the the brass one is more noticeable, much more noticeable than yours. Yeah, uh, my brass is even on brass. It's easier to make it disappear. Just gone. Seriously gone. So I mean, uh, you know, that's that's my take on it. And, uh, yeah, I would love to see some of those videos, though, man. That that's awesome. Like the I behind know, the scenes in the garage. Like, hey, that's I know that's really popular on like TikTok and stuff like that. But just to like how it's made is you know yeah. you, see the, you see the beautiful finished product, but it takes a while. No, no, no one knows the the time and money and and expertise and the and and all the you know all the nuances yeah. that it takes to to get that finished product. Yeah, I mean, just for the lugs, just really quick, I don't know how long you have, but, you know, I get it off the machine, I have to deeper it with Scotch-Brite, um, then I hit it with, at 600 grit, each each level, each part of the lug, I guess, 600 grit, until all the machining uh, crap is off of it, so it's really smooth, then I bring it over, um, I brasso it, I clean it with brasso and a toothbrush, I clean it with soap and water, and then I alcohol it, so I degrease it, and then I patina it or do whatever other application to each lug and a set of lugs can take me a couple days you know two or three days if i'm dedicated you know yeah and, that, and that's that's that, that's what i was saying at the very beginning is that really in my opinion sets you apart from all Thank the you. other companies because like to your to your earlier point like there are so many people making snare drums there's independent there's so many independent companies so like how do you aesthetically stand out the, the lug process I would again. I would like to see, you know, just like a, a video or something of the of the start to finish there because there's so many options with the shapes. And I I know I think you sent me yeah. a, a picture one time. You're like, do you, are you interested in any of these designs? And it was like a half a dozen different, different <laughs> I have, designs. Yeah. I have three different lug designs and four different hoop designs to choose from. So, you know, and then I have a larger lug size that I like to provide too. So I my standard's three quarter inch outer diameter lug and then now i'm offering like a seven eighths inch lug which drummers have been jumping on they're like yeah i want those yeah and so that's an upgrade and, and then i i ask if you want machine tension rods bronze brass stainless whatever to match so i mean that's also available yeah there was like a um a, a, a custom snare that i heard about and i don't my, my brain is not working very well today but um somebody had put like abalone in the in the middle of the tension rod do you know what i'm talking about the drum i'm talking about yeah i think you're talking about cherry hill drums oh yeah 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 he did that, yeah. that was he, another another guess he, he was like yeah and, and he makes and he makes the everything by hand or whatever and i was like that's yep. insane to have that, that attention to detail on the tension rods yeah i mean the tension rods he, he's the guy that makes those really killer drum keys and stuff Everyone, yeah yeah I, I got i got um, one yeah some i said yeah. over the counter yeah so, you know, that's another idea that I would love to do. I actually want to do some diamond inlays in the end of my lugs. That would be sick. Okay, you need to do that immediately. You think so? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, because that that's so dope. And it's like, for, <laughs> for, pe for people that want flash, yeah. your, your drum will literally be sparkling at the gig. And it'd be like, I, and people would be looking at it like, oh my gosh, like it's already shiny, but now it's got this... Yeah. 
different. It might not be diamonds. I mean, I'd probably do like moissanite or something. Moissanite. I, I think I'd want some diamonds, man. Because I, I, I mean, I have the chrome, so the chrome's already going to shine, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not going to sparkle like a diamond would. True. Yeah. So, be pretty crazy. <laughs> that, would, that would be that would be super 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 dope. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Cherry Hill. Um, I, I've always wanted to try one of their snares, one of his snares as well. Um, and I know he's built his own kit. He built a wood kit recently, so it's just cool yeah. to see like independent companies evolve and just start to try out different stuff. Like uh, like I guess uh, this is a good thing to wrap up on. Is there anything? that we haven't talked about that you want to like ideas that you want to test out or anything that you'll be doing like in the upcoming year, man. Uh, I, I just, not really just, uh, I think we hit everything. Um, I'm going to the Las Vegas drum show. Nice. In March, 2022 or whatever. Um, and then, uh, that's really it, man. Uh, I don't have any thing crazy going on. Just, want to be able to make some more drums for people more orders is good <laughs> yeah for so. sure for sure so so yeah um march of next year you'll be in vegas you'll have your yep. booth set up and everything cool uh any any so no new new products or anything that you want to showcase at the at the booth or any any upcoming things to keep an eye out for well i might start making some of those uh dingy 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 things uh what do you call those little ch cup chimes or? Oh yeah, like, like little ice bells or whatever. Yeah, ice bell. VK does them. Um, nice. Yeah, so I might do something like that with my drum logo on it. Simple, you know, nothing too fancy, and then customizations as as it will. And then um, I have I'm starting to have my name put on my hoops, uh, Navy Sorry. drums. You know, nice and subtle. Uh, what else? What else? I, oh, uh, I'm going to be, hopefully, I'm going to be partnering up with Air Oil and Lead. He's on Instagram. He, okay. does, he does airbrushings. And hopefully, I can get a couple shells out to him. I want to get these polished shells out to him. So oh, he can do yeah. really killer. Like, he does some really killer, like, skulls that are flying through. Like, oh, sick. Like the black. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing I'm going to start doing. Um, I'm going to be sending some shells out to John Aldridge to get uh, in hand engraved with something custom to my company and something crazy. Um, so that's actually coming soon. So. Can, um, can people send you shells just for engraving? Are, do you, are, are you, are you able to offer that? Okay. So I'm not engraving. So I'm going to send my shells out to John Aldridge who does, okay. who, I mean, he's the guy who did, did the black beauty up there. Hundredth anniversary. That's yeah. Like I, I, I would, I would love to get something like that done, man. Like, like honestly, like I, 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 I'm not in the market for another snare drum right now because what I have is so functional for what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to get me some engraving on there, dude. That would, I would make my shells look like the one you did with the with the junkyard patina, the the copper yes. engraving on it. Oh. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, exactly. If you want, clutch. Well, you can send it to John Aldridge. I mean, I, I wouldn't like charge you. I guess if I had a drum shell made for my company and you know, it was whatever, but you could definitely commission John, anyone commission John to do a shell. Right now he has my 100th anniversary black magic. The one that's laser etched with all the like florals. He's, he's outlining that etching, uh, nice. but he can do whatever you want. He does so many things. I'm sure you've heard of him. It, but, the name uh, sounds familiar. 
Um, He's already a speed wagon, Strumped. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was, uh, is there a Craig Aldridge that's also a drummer? I feel like there's a there's another Aldridge musician. Maybe, maybe. Coming, um, coming to mind, I'm not sure if he's a drummer or not. But yeah, I'll definitely check him out, and that's, um, it's his Instagram, what's his Instagram handle? Uh, John, John Aldridge? Or, John no, Drum Scratcher. His Instagram is at uh, Drum Scratch. Drum Scratcher? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, de- I'll definitely check that out because that, that's a whole other level of what, what we're talking about. Now, yeah. visually, like that finishing touch, if you really want to make it stand out and you really want to have a unique drum, get get yeah. some engraving on it. Or or I didn't, I didn't even think about the airbrushing. Yeah, well, I just I saw it and I was like, that's awesome. I'm going to apply it to a shell. I mean, he did it on a motorcycle, on the side of a motorcycle. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just but no, I'm, right. buying my own, yeah, I'm buying my own a little... Uh, hand engraving tools anyway. So I'm going to learn so I can start uh, doing that myself. Yeah, that, that, that'd be super tight. Well, well, thank you for coming on, man. This was a great conversation. Yeah, and I'll definitely put uh, your social media handles in the YouTube description and everything so people can follow you and check out your stuff. Heck yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you next time.